All right, good evening, everyone. Hopefully, everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. As always, we like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for yet another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. Today is January 4th, 2024. I had to be sure that I said 2024 um, because I know I'll say 2023 really quickly. I remember being in high school or in grade school at the turn of a new year. We would write the date on the paper. We would always write the previous year, not to scratch it out or erase it and write the new year on the paper. But with that being said, Happy New Year from us here at Joy in the Midst of the Storm. We hope that you had a great closeout to last year, and we hope that this year brings nothing but joy, happiness, peace, and understanding and wisdom in, in the Lord. So again, this is January 4th, 2024, and week 257. If you're new around here, welcome to Joy in the Midst of the Storm. This is a program where we like to do weekly live stream Bible studies and shortly upload audio versions to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter. If you've been with us for a while, as we always like to say, welcome back. Thank you guys for tuning in week in and week out trying to hear what thus says the Lord. And as you can see from the title, it says overcoming the distractions. So without any further ado, I'm going to pass it over to Minister Tony Banks. We can go ahead and get started with this evening's message. As always, we pray that you guys get something out of it. Thank you, Melvin. Let us go into a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we come before your throne of grace, Lord, asking for mercy, Lord, asking for uh, favor to be over our lives, Lord. Before we do all of those things, Lord, we want to say thank you. Lord, help us to remember to always give thanks for all of the blessings that you've bestowed upon us, Lord. Help us to remember to just praise your holy name uh, before all of the people that may be around us at some point in our lives, Lord. Help us to uh, show them uh, you show, help us to show you through us Lord that's what we're looking for tonight Lord we'll continue to honor you we'll continue to praise you Lord we'll continue to tell the whole world about you Lord we're praying that no matter what happens to us in this life that we would continually be reminded that there is a reason to have joy no matter what's going on in our lives Lord there's a reason to have joy so Lord we're praying all these blessings uh, we're praying, Lord, that you would increase and that you alone would increase and that we would all decrease. We're praying all these blessings in your holy name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Again, as Melvin already said, Happy New Year to you all. Uh, it is truly a blessing to be here. Um, we, we say those things a lot, and uh, God has a way of reiterating and reemphasizing those sentiments, those those sayings that we say, uh, because we understand that life is it's not guaranteed. It's not guaranteed for us to wake up the next day. Um, it's not guaranteed for us to make it to see a new year. And so we truly give God thanks. We give him praise. We give him honor for that. Um, even recently, uh, God allowed me to experience some things, uh, being involved in an accident where uh, my life, my wife's life uh, could have been taken. However, God blessed us uh, that we could see uh, another day and have another chance to get our acts together, as Melvin would say. So uh, we do thank God for that, for his continued mercy, for his continued grace, um, just for continually being in our lives. And so again, we do say happy new year to you all. And um, I pray that we would not take this for granted because we truly 
we truly have no idea um, when it would be our last time, our last opportunity. Um, we don't know when our last moments are. So we do thank God for whatever he has given to us. And we're going to kick the new year off on the right note. Uh, we're, we're kicking it off in the word of God because more than we ever needed it last year, we need his word. And if God allows us to go on further into the year and into another year, uh, next year, more than ever, you know, with each passing day, we need God more and more. Um, this thing is, time is winding up for us all. So we need to get closer to him each and every day. And so again, I thank God for uh, my being here. I thank God for each of you, for all of the Bible studies you guys have attended, uh, for all of the time you have spent with us. I thank God for um, those of you who have joined us over this past year. Uh, we do appreciate you guys. Uh, we appreciate all of the donations that have been given. Um, everything, and even if you have not, have never donated anything, we still appreciate you uh, just for being with us, for spending time with us, for seeking God's word, because that is the most important thing. And that's why we do what we do uh, for lives to be touched, for souls to be uh, reached for God's kingdom, for his sake. So again, we thank God for you, for being here, um, because it's truly a blessing and it's, it truly means a lot. Uh, so we're going to get into some things tonight. Um, we do want to encourage you guys to continue to Put in your questions, uh, continue to ask, continue to um, just seek God on whatever things have been laid on your heart. Um, so we're going to touch on some questions that we received tonight. Now, we won't read the questions verbatim, um, but uh, essentially the, the, uh, in it, the individual was wondering about distractions. Um, and so as I looked at those questions, I, I wanted to discuss the topic of overcoming distractions because the truth is we all become distracted by something in life. And forgive me if you guys do hear me cough some. I, I have been a little sick here recently, but I thank God for uh, him giving me the strength to continue to go on regardless of what may be going on in my life. So we're going to deal with distractions tonight because I, I, I know for a fact I have been distracted and still do get distracted too often. Um, and it is something that uh, I have to work on every day to not be distracted. You know, there are things that we need to do and then there are things that we want to do. And oftentimes the things that we want to do are the things that distract us from what we need to do. Uh, we love to watch TV and we know the TV will become a distraction because the TV is often something we just want to do, but not something we necessarily need to do. And so, I want to um, just, just look at this tonight. Um, 
So let us go, Melvin, into the Word of God. In the book of 1 John, chapter 2. 1 John, chapter 2 and 15. And now, I want you to know that if we're in the wrong state of mind, a distraction can become uh, anything. As I, I told you guys, I really didn't go into it, but uh, actually New Year's Day, um, my wife and I, we had an accident. You know, even just having an accident can become a distraction. You can look at the devastation, the destruction, whatever it was that took place that causes you money, that causes you pain, that causes you time lost, that causes you whatever it causes. You can look at that and it can become a distraction. It can become something that instead of pushing you toward God, it can become something that causes you to question God, that causes you to go in the opposite direction of God. And so I'm hoping and praying that uh, by the end of this study, we will at least begin to see a little bit more about distraction. Now, I'm not going to tell you uh, this study is going to uh, just open your eyes to so much and you'll see the entire world and you'll never have a question again. I'm not saying that. I'm not promising that. Uh, but I do hope and pray that it will at least help us to get just a little further and understand the world around us. So, Melvin... Um, if you don't have anything, let's go into 1 John chapter 2 and verse 15. All right. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Love not the world. What a saying. What a verse we find here. Because, you know, one of people's favorite verses, John three sixteen. Uh, the Bible tells us, for God so loved the world. And now, John, it seems a bit contradictory that he would come over into one of his letters in the book of 1 John, and he tells us, love not the world. Hold on. Why are we loving not the world when the Bible tells us God so loved the world that he gave us Jesus? What? What is happening here? With all thy getting, get an understanding. See, even just these, you know, sometimes I've heard, Lord help us. I've, I've heard uh, people say the Bible contradicts itself. <laughs> and you know what? Because we read some verses that appear to be contradictory, it'll distract you. It'll cause you to think this stuff isn't true. It doesn't make sense. See, it's been, it's been, uh, 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 people have altered it. People have twisted it up. So I shouldn't even believe in it. See, anything can become a distraction now. Anything. Anything can become a distraction. So we're seeking the truth of the matter tonight. See, these those two verses I mentioned, they don't contradict. We just need an understanding of what he's talking about. So 
since I brought it up, he tells us God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. See, from the beginning, God created you and I. He created male and female. He created uh, the birds. He created all the animals. He created the sun, the stars, the moon. He created so much. He created trees and, and water and land. But you know, even though God created all these things, he did it for mankind. He created the animals for humans. He created the plants for humans. He created uh, the moon, the stars for humans. So, what we must realize is that God, he loved us so much that he created things for us. So, because man had sinned, See, the sun didn't sin, the S-U-N, the moon did not sin, the trees did not sin, the animals, they did not sin. It was Adam and Eve that sinned. So God so loved Adam and Eve, he so loved people, he so loved his creation that he sent Jesus to die for us. See, Jesus didn't come here and die for a car. He didn't come here and die for a house. It was the people in the world that God so loved. So I hope you understand. I'm saying this so that we won't be distracted by the word choice of Scripture at times. People become distracted and think the Scriptures contradict. But it's our understanding that is contradicting. So now, let's get into it. He says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. The reason I wanted to come here is because I want you to know things in the world will distract you. These things that are in the world, look, there are some, some, some good-looking things in this world. Look, uh, the, the Bible talks about how the things that God made, he looked at them and he declared that they were good. See, there are a lot of good things in this world. But even the good things that God has created, they can distract you. They can become evil toward you. It wasn't that it was created to be that way. But they can become that way. Pick us up in that next verse, Melvin. For all that is in the <laughs> world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. See, these are some things that are going to distract us. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eye, and the pride of life. Distractions. And how do we overcome them? 
it's I, I I wanted to go this this route because sometimes I realize sometimes we don't even realize we're being distracted. See, I know for a fact I have I have been on my phone. Now somebody might be able to attest to this. Somebody might have had this same thing happen to them. But I've been on my phone and I'll scroll through some type of social media, whatever it is. And look, sometimes <laughs> sometimes you'll scroll so far and they'll say you're all caught up. They'll let you know, man, you've been scrolling for too long. You have seen everything we have to offer. <laughs> and you know what? You'll close, I'll close it out. And then I find myself opening it again within the next 15 seconds. The next 30 seconds. They just told me I'm all caught up. See, a distraction has occurred. And there were times in my life I didn't even realize. Man, I had to ask myself, Lord, what am I doing here? I thank God that even on your phone, see, I had to I had to start deleting some of that stuff. Uh, there, even on your phone, it'll tell you how much screen time you use. Uh, it'll tell you how much time you spend in different apps. Um, and these things are important for us to know. Because when you look at it at the end of the week and they tell you, look, you spent three, uh, uh, 30 hours on Facebook. You spent 40 hours on this game and 40 hours watching Netflix and all. When, when they begin to tell you all that, you start to say, my God, how was I on there that much? <laughs> See, there are things and times in our lives where things become distractions and you don't even notice it. We're having such a good time. You don't even notice. So I want to start here first so that we can pinpoint some distractions that may be occurring in our lives that are holding us back from our full potential in God. See, again, and I try to say this a lot. Everything is not about sin. See, sometimes if I mention TV or social media, somebody will say, well, it's not a sin to watch TV. Sure, it's not. That's why I have a TV, because it's not a sin. But the point isn't whether it's a sin or not. It's not a sin for you to check your Facebook. Sure, it's not. But it can become a major distraction. It can become a sin in your life if you're not careful. So that's what I really want to deal with. Overcoming these distractions, having a healthy balance of things in life. So he says, all that is in the world the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. You know, Jesus, after he had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, he was tempted of the devil by these three things. 
the devil was coming to distract him. And the way Jesus overcame it, he fought it with the word. Uh, in the book of Psalm, I believe it's Psalm, the writer says, Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. See, we have to fight every distraction with the word of God. And again, it's not always about sin. I thank God that the word talks to us way more than just about sin. It's not just about sin. We love to narrow it down to that, but it's more than that. It's bigger than that. So we fight off these distractions by the word of God, but we need the word of God to let us know when some things have become a distraction. I want to read something. Let's go to, let's go to the book of Luke. Chapter 14, because sometimes we just don't recognize. See, there are certain distractions we can easily point out. See, I can easily tell you, oh, sometimes TV becomes a distraction. See, that, that's common. We recognize that. At least somewhat. But there are some things we don't even notice. So I want to deal with that. Uh, pick us up in the book of Luke, chapter 14. And verse 16, we'll start there. Luke 14 and start at 16. Then said he unto him, a certain man made a great supper and bade many. Now this is Jesus talking. He's going to talk to us about distractions. He's going to deal with these distractions. And now we've talked about distractions in the past. But now... We're going to continue that tonight. Pick us up in 17, Melvin. And sent his servants at supper time to say to them that were bidden, Come, for all things are now ready. Now, this is just a parable. But what he's really getting at is God's invitation to you and I for salvation. That's what, that's what this life is about. See, I, I spoke about this. Uh, I believe it was in Bible study this past Monday. God's number one goal for us is to be saved. Now, there are a lot of things that living in this world may come with. People wonder, what is my purpose in life? Your number one purpose is to be saved. Now, whether you get married or not, that's fine. Whether you have children or not, that's fine. Whether you work as a, a, a nurse, a doctor, a, a school teacher, a bus driver, whether you do whatever, whatever those things are or not, that's fine. Whether you become a thousandaire, a hundredaire, a billionaire, a millionaire, whatever amount of money you have, it's still not the most important thing, the most important thing we will get out of this life is not a Mercedes Benz. I'm sorry to, well, I'm really not sorry to let somebody know, is not to get a Tesla. It's to be saved. And sometimes we become distracted 
by those personal goals we have. Because God, I really want a self-driving car. Because God, I've been looking at the pictures of this nice house and I really like it. And I believe the preacher, when he said, what you have for me, it is for me. And I've been dreaming about this house. <laughs> See, these things can become a distraction. Look, you can have a dream at night. You can have a dream a few nights in a row and you will swear up and down. This is a gift. This is a message and a gift from God that this house must be mine because I've been dreaming about it. See, a lot of things can become a distraction to you if you're not careful. Things can easily, look, a house is good, but it can easily become a distraction. A Tesla, look, I wish I had one. It'd be good. But it can easily become a distraction. I'm not telling you I'll never get a Tesla. I don't know. But I don't go to sleep at night thinking about that. I thank God I don't. I've got enough distractions already. But anything that's good can turn into something that's distracting. See, the things, you know, Jesus was talking to his disciples. Jesus was talking to his disciples in the book of Acts, I believe, uh, the first chapter. And he was telling them to go and wait for the Holy Ghost. And, and my God, I can just feel, you know, sometimes we'll talk about the Holy Ghost and somebody said, oh, here we go again. <laughs> my God, do they give it up? <laughs> I've heard about this so many times. And you know what you still haven't pursued it as much as you should. We, even those of us with it, we still aren't being led by it as much as we should. You know, Jesus told his disciples about the Holy Ghost. We won't go and get it. But just listen. Jesus talked to them about the Holy Ghost in Acts chapter 1. He said, you wait on it. Go to Jerusalem and you wait for the Holy Ghost. And you know what? They were distracted by so many other things. They said, Lord, when are you going to restore the kingdom? When are you going to do this? When are you going to do that? Uh, in one place, they began asking about the one that betrayed Jesus. Look, what's going to happen to this man? He said, man, worry about what I'm telling you to worry about. You're too distracted by all of these other things, all of this other noise and outside influences instead of concerning yourself with the most important thing. You know, I, my God, I realize we're distracted in life so much. Going through school, I, I think about how I went through high school, how I went through middle school, and you know what? You're distracted by other people's opinion. You're distracted by fitting in. You're 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 Going to bed at night, you're, you're planning your days around how can I fit in? How can I wear the clothing that everybody's wearing? How can I talk the way they talk? How can I look the way they look? How can I act like them? We're distracted by it. Instead of thinking about what is the real reason I'm in school? Why am I really here? See, so long we, we couldn't figure out why we were in school. <laughs> 
We hated going to school. We couldn't figure out what is the purpose of this because we were so distracted about the, all the other things. You're there to better yourself. You're there to learn about things going on in this world, to be successful in life. Now, I'm not telling you you have to go to school to be successful, but it helps. Going through high school, it, it was already mandatory, so it helped us. But being distracted, you don't realize what the real purpose of that certain thing is. So it's no different than receiving the Holy Ghost. God tells us to receive it, to rely on it, to be led by it. But because we're distracted with all these other things, we can't see the purpose in it. We can't see the value of it. We can't see why people talk about it so much. So, Back to where we were. Jesus, to help us understand the topic of distractions, he gives us a scenario of a certain man inviting people to a dinner because he understands that we should understand Inviting somebody to a dinner. There, there are many times where people will invite you uh, to their birthday party or whatever. People will invite you to things. And you're telling people to RSVP. <laughs> because you're trying to make all these preparations, make all these plans. And you're wanting this thing to be filled with gifts. You know, that's how God feels about heaven. He wants it to be filled. He wants all of the people invited to show up to RSVP to come and enjoy the things that he has prepared for them. But there's a problem here. Somebody's going to be distracted. Read for us, Melvin, verse 18. And they all, with one consent, began to make excuse. The first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground, and I must needs to go and see it. I pray thee have me excused. You know, when I looked at this, when I thought on this, this is nothing but distractions. <clears throat> Buying a piece of land is not a sin. If God didn't tell you not to buy it, it's not a sin. Now, we're not told that God told this person not to buy this land. But what has happened is this land has distracted this person so much so that when the call of God is issued for them, they say, I can't go. Because I've got a seat to my land. Anything can become a distraction. But will you notice it? See, there are so many times where I try to get people to do some godly things, to be in Bible studies, to attend church, to even just to give someone a phone call about God and discuss godly things. 
But you know what? They say, I really don't have time right now. And look, I get it. There are times where I don't have time. But you know what? We're so distracted that we never have time, that we never make time. See, if you notice in this scripture, it said, and they all with one consent began to make excuse. You're either going to make excuse or make time. So I'm not saying a person can make it to every single thing. They can take every single phone call. I'm not saying that. But at what point will the things concerning God take precedent in our lives? Excuse me. Read the next one, man. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen, and I go to prove them. I pray thee have me excused. Yet again, we find. Now this person, they've got a different distraction. See, everybody's distracted by something different. Look, I I know many women. Now, this doesn't mean every woman out there. But many women, women like reality TV shows, even though a lot of that stuff isn't reality, we like reality TV shows. Many men, we like sports. You, we want to watch football and boxing and basketball and soccer and baseball. See, the devil knows what things can distract us. I don't believe watching a football game is a sin. But you know what happens? They play the football game during a time where we should be invested in things of God. They play the basketball game during a a Bible study time, during a time where we probably should be reading, we probably should be doing something, praying. They place these things at times where we will become so distracted, we say, ah, I can't really focus on that stuff right now. See, that stuff just doesn't interest me. I'm I'm not, I don't feel led. (laughs) We use that saying, we say, I don't really feel led to read right now, to pray right now, to be in Bible study. But man ought to always do those things. but something's going to distract us. Read for us, Melvin. And another said, I have married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. So so that servant came and showed his Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city and bring in hither the poor and the maimed and the halt and the blind. The last person said, look, I married a wife. I'm tied up right now. See, anything can become a distraction. God gave us the land. He gave us animals. 
And to men, he put women in this world and even allowed marriage. All of these things God himself gave. And yet the devil has caused these things to be distractions, holding people back from getting to the place in life that God desires them. See, don't think everything is about sin. We keep getting confused that we're getting distracted by what is sin and what is not. Anything can become a distraction. If it's holding you back from following God, we need to cut ties with it. We need help overcoming it. But the only way we're going to do it, we first need to recognize it. And the way we recognize it is getting in his word and learning how these things can become distractions. See, we just read it. Read. Reverse. Um, what verse? I'm looking for, I don't see that verse here, but I'm I'm looking for the verse where uh, it talks about God became angry when the people would not accept his call. It might be in a different place, but God became angry as a result of this. See, the, the Bible tells us that God is a jealous God. He's jealous and he's looking for our attention to be on him. And sometimes, and we we understand this, that when a distraction comes, it takes your attention off what it should, what your attention should be on. There's many times where I'm driving and you can get an alert on your phone. And there have been times where I will look down before I notice it. I mean, without me even really trying to, I can be driving, I can be mid-turn, I can be doing whatever. And just the ding sound on my phone, just the alert noise on my phone will cause me to take my attention off of what it should be on and look down just to see Melvin, Melvin sent me a text message. Why do I need to look at that right now, though? It's not that it's wrong for me to look at my message, but right now there's something more important going on. I need to keep my eyes focused. There will come a time where I can look down and it'll be safe to do so. See, we don't realize that these distractions They're going to happen to us at a time that causes a disaster. See, when you're driving, it only takes a split second. Look, when we were were driving home, I didn't even notice the deer was there pretty much until we hit it. 
I didn't even notice it was there until we hit it. See, even when we are alert, things can still happen. How much more do things happen when we're distracted? I remember driving one time. See, it's by the grace of God that I'm still here. I, I realized that uh, God has to receive the glory for my life. I remember driving, and I, I, I had to have been going probably about, uh, I think the speed limit was probably about 70, so I was going somewhere around there. Um, and for some reason, I was looking at my phone. I don't know what I was looking at, but I can guarantee you it wasn't worth it. I was looking at my phone. And by the time I looked up, all of the traffic had come to a standstill. Cars were maybe moving two, three miles an hour, maybe. And I had no time to stop. I didn't have enough time to stop. And so I had to hit brakes as hard as I could. And that still wasn't enough. So I ended up going over into, I went off the road. Um, into the, the lane where you can pull off the road. Thank God they had one. I thank God they had one. I ended up driving into that lane, and I can't tell you how many cars I passed just trying to slow down. See, I was distracted, and that could have completely ended my life. These distractions, they will catch you at the worst time. And it will cause your life to take a turn for the worst. So it is important that we stay in the word. It's important that we receive the Holy Ghost. And you know what? We need to be surrounded by people who are like-minded, people who are also looking to be saved. I thank God for the testimonies that uh, have been given over the past uh, few weeks or so. Um, it is some powerful testimonies, some powerful things that God has been doing in the lives of his people. But you know, they serve as a reminder for us not to get distracted. See, if you want to overcome these distractions, we need to continually be reminded of what God is doing. We need to continually see what he's doing. Continually be engaged in what he's doing so we don't get caught looking everywhere else. Hearing how God has healed people hearing how God has delivered people from different things, uh, different problems, hearing how God has continued to just bless and make ways. They keep us on the right track. And you know what? Connecting with these people so that you can have someone to help you remain accountable. See, these are things that will help you from being distracted. By staying around people 
who are like-minded. See, we get around a lot of people. The truth is we have a lot of, a lot of our friends, a lot of our family members. They're not serious about being saved. They're just not serious. And so if we're around them and they're influencing us so much, they'll weigh on you. And we'll start doing what they do. And it'll be nothing but a distraction to you. We're told in one place, He said, let us lay aside every weight and the sin. There are some distractions that are just weighing us down. And it's coming in all shapes and sizes, all forms. It's coming as family members. It's coming as jobs. It's coming as goals. It's coming as so many things. So we have to learn how to not allow any of these things to distract us in life. Because many of these distractions, we don't even notice. We don't even notice. You know, Melvin, read, uh, drop down and read verse 26 as we wrap this up. All right. If any man come to me, and hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters, yea, and his own life also, <coughs> he cannot be my disciple. He's talking about someone who's distracted. He's talking about someone who is more concerned with all of these other things opposed to him. You know, I... I I spoke with a person before and God had began to reveal some things to them in his word. But this person, they were more afraid of what their spouse would say. They were more afraid of what their family members would say, what their children would say, what all of these other people would say. They were just too distracted. Too distracted. See, I'm praying and hoping that I never get this way. And if I am this way, I'm hoping and praying that wherever, whatever area I'm this way, that God reveals it to me. Because I don't need to be caught up in these distractions. Uh, The last thing I want to say here Paul tells us in the book of Philippians, he said, whatever state he finds himself, he learned to be content. See, when we are lacking, when you're without, when you don't have enough money, when you don't have enough food, when you don't have the shelter, when you don't have whatever it is that we might need, we can find ourselves distracted by those thoughts. But Paul said, I've learned that whatever condition I'm in, just be content. To be thankful, to, be, to praise God, 
to trust him, to believe that he's going to intervene. So if we can get to this place, we won't have to worry about any distractions. If we can get to the place of contentment, if we can get to the place of trust in the Lord, allowing him to guide our footsteps, we won't have to worry about anything the devil is going to send. Anything that's talked about on the news, anything that's uh, any gossip, any lies that and rumors that people are spreading about it, we won't have to worry about it. If we can continue to stay in his word, if we make sure we're being led by the spirit and we make sure that we're continually surrounded by people who are sincerely seeking the face of God. Look, it's time for the people of God to be honest with ourselves. We know, look, I've talked to many people. I've talked to people who they know without a doubt someone around them, they're not serious about God. And they will try to persuade me that they are. Look, you don't have to persuade me. If you tell me so-and-so, they don't want to read. When you talk about God, they don't want to hear it. When you invite them to church or to a Bible study, they don't want to go. You have told me all I need to hear. They're not serious at this moment about serving God. So don't turn around and tell me, yeah, but they love the Lord. Lord, help us. Why be deceived by that? You know they don't love the Lord. They're telling you every day they don't want any part of the Lord. So you cannot be distracted by, except the fact that this person doesn't want anything to do with God. It's okay. That doesn't mean they never will. See, I'm not telling you they never will because I don't know that. But what I'm telling you is, Don't allow them to discourage you and to distract you from doing the will of God. Look, you need to still read. You need to still pray. You you still need to be in church and in Bible studies. You still need to do that. Don't let them distract you. Saying they love the Lord. You know they don't love the Lord. You know they don't. Their actions are showing it. Uh, Paul told us in one place, he said, this people, look, they're professing God with their mouth, but in works. He said, they're denying him. So don't be confused and deceived by the distractions. You've got to stay encouraged. You've got to continue to fight because you don't know one day because of your life and how you are holding on so strong to the word of God. You can change. You can help them to see. You can't change them. So I better make sure I say that correctly. You can't change them now, but they might see your life and they might desire to change. So may God help continue to strengthen you, continue to help you to overcome every distraction. But we've got to be honest with ourselves. 
and allow people to say what they're going to say. Look, I'm not telling you to go and start arguing with people when they say, oh, I love the Lord. I'm not telling you to argue with them. Just say, look, I love the Lord myself. And I love him enough to do what he told me to do. So that's what I plan to do. If they don't want to, that's okay. So let us overcome these distractions by staying in the word, by being led by his spirit, and making sure to continue to fellowship with the saints, with the people of God. Because it's easy for all of us to be distracted. But if we can come together, there's so much power in unity. There's so much power in fellowship. So may God bless you. At this time, I'll turn it back into the hands of Melvin. Uh, thank you, Minister Banks. Uh, good message. As always, uh, we do have um, uh, quite a few comments. Jaleesia. Um, tagging other people. Um, so I do appreciate you trying to spread the word. Casey says, praise the Lord, brothers, and everyone. Hopefully everyone is having a blessed day in the Lord. God bless. Um, David also says, praise the Lord, Jesus, everyone. Praise the Lord to you too. Um, Kim says, greeting in the name of Jesus to all. Um, quote Psalm 105, for the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. Thank you for the comments, Sister Rosie and Sister Cynthia says, praise the Lord, everyone, and uh, praise the Lord, and happy new year. Um, Cynthia also says, glad to see you're up, Minister Tony Banks, because uh, you had mentioned that you um, had a cold, and also happy new year. Um, LaVon says, hello, hello, uh, praise the Lord. Sister Betty says, praise the Lord. Uh, let's see. Jeremy says, yes, sir. And Roderick says, praise the Lord, my brothers. Happy New Year. So praise the Lord to you too. Also happy New Year. Larry Wanda says, keep our eyes on the prize. And that's definitely true. Uh, we have to eliminate the distractions. As Tony mentioned before, time is running out. You know, uh, every year we say, man, where did the year go? Um, it just seems like we were just starting 2023. I remember at the end of 2022, I was, uh, I think, talking to my wife and brother-in-law. And I said, 2022 still feels new to me. Um, that's just how fast the, the time is going. Uh, Larry Wanda also says, Happy New Year to you all. So Happy New Year to everyone. I hope this year brings happiness, joy, peace, and above all wisdom in the Lord. May we get closer to God. May we um, ask for more understanding, more patience, um, not think too highly of ourselves, always about helping others, esteeming others higher than ourselves. And um, Tony, I remember you mentioned that you had the accident with the deer. And I think it was that day or the next day I read in the, um, well, I had a, an alert on my news app saying that uh, I believe a woman in Jackson, Mississippi was killed from hitting a deer and the deer crashed through her windshield. So, I mean, no matter what we go through, it could always be worse. Uh, we had our accident on November 5th, 2022, and um, our car was pretty messed up. But uh, we we got out. Um, I'm not saying we were unscathed, but the Lord is good. He saw fit to keep us when we didn't deserve it. And we still don't. And uh, we look at other people's cars and accidents. Um, they Their car wouldn't even look, didn't even look half as bad as ours yet. They didn't survive. So I'm grateful for allowing God to 
bring me into another year, bring us into another year. My wife was four months pregnant at the time of that accident. And now our baby boy just turned nine months on December 31st. So God is so good when he, when he, uh, when we don't deserve it. So I think those are all of the comments. So thank you to everyone that commented. Let's see, we have Jalicia, Casey, David, Kim, Sister Rosie, Cynthia, LaVon, Sister Betty, Jeremy, Roderick, and Larry Wanda. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and leaving a comment. As my weekly reminder to you guys, we do have Zoom Bible studies every Monday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. We would love to see you guys there. And as I always like to say, rejoice in the Lord always because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. Count it all joy. Count it all joy. And again, count it all joy. There's reason to be joyful in the midst of every single storm. If the Lord blesses and says the same, we'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic coming straight from the Word of God. So until then, you guys have a happy, safe, and blessed weekend. And thank you once again for tuning in. Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. We hope you enjoyed this evening's message. My name is Melvin Corners, here along with Minister Tony Banks. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time at facebook.com slash jmsbible. We have Zoom Bible studies every Monday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Also, check out our website at jmsbible.com. There, you can listen to all of our in-person, Zoom, and live stream messages along with every scripture we've ever covered. Lastly, we have been getting a lot of questions about how people can donate. We have finally opened up a cash app if you find it in your heart to leave a donation because running these Bible studies takes money, which Tony and I have been paying since we first started. That name is dollar sign Joy Storm 12. We appreciate each and every single donation, no matter how small. And remember to rejoice in the Lord always. Mm-hmm.